Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, I'm your host, Chris, and I am joined with my co-host, Jalen. How's it going? What's up, guys? And we are joined with a special guest, Nicholas Moriano. Uh, he was here a while ago, but he is yet again uh, back on the show. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, like you guys were saying, you're watching probably uh, Lamar Jackson light it up over there against the Jets. He's a fun guy to watch for sure. Absolutely. Uh, a great game down there uh, going on, I think, in Baltimore or New York right now. I'm not sure. but um, Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson. Absolutely incredible. Probably, Nick, would you say he's the MVP favorite? I would say so, just what he's been able to do this season and kind of rejuvenate the entire franchise. And the Ravens weren't expected to be this good, but when you bring Lamar Jackson, everything he brings to the table, I would say he's the MVP. Yeah, Jalen, what do you think? Him or, I don't know, I don't even know who the other candidate would be right now. Maybe Russell Wilson, probably? Yeah, yeah, I want want Russell in MVP so bad. But Lamar Jackson, uh, if if he does win MVP, you know, I'm definitely not going to be, you know, mad about it. He definitely deserves it. Um, he's, He's an amazing player to watch. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great young quarterback. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about the Bears game against Green Bay and another quarterback in the league who's young, who has been playing very well as of recently, Mitchell Trubisky. I'm going to start it off there. It's a pretty good segue. Uh, probably had has had three of the greatest weeks of his career uh, these last three weeks against the Giants, Lions, and now the Cowboys, who are coming in the eighth-ranked defense in the league. Nick, do you think he can keep it up? in the very cold weather at Lambeau Field uh, against Green Bay? You know what? I think when you look at this game, Green Bay is not the same defense that the Bears played in Week 1. Far different. They're giving up a lot more yards on the ground, a lot more yards to the air. And Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky seem to be on the same page, like you said, as of late, these past three games. So I think you could still see some success. I know that the Packers are obviously going to apply pressure to him, make him – uh, go through that internal clock a little faster than he would like, but I think you can still expect Mitch to put up some good numbers in this second meeting with the Packers this season. Absolutely. Uh, Jalen, your thoughts? you think Trubisky can keep it up for a fourth straight week? Um, I definitely think he can keep it up. His confidence, I feel like he's at an all-time high. You know, he's, he's delivering great balls. He's playing well. He's finally using his legs, something that me and you have been talking about this whole season, talking about how Getting back to what he's good at, you know, he's never been a pocket passer. So, yeah, I, I definitely think he can keep it up. Um, of course, we need, you know, we need to have a decent play calling. Like, we have these couple weeks seeing uh, a brain game. And this O-line needs to, you know, to need to help Mitch. You know, he can't he can't deliver a ball when he only has, like, two seconds in the pocket. So, I definitely think he can keep it up for these, these next couple weeks. Absolutely. Bears have a couple of uh, big-name players questionable for this week. Cordero Patterson just popped up on the injury report today with a head injury. He's going to be questionable, but I'm sure he'll be able to go. Uh, Javon Wims, we know at the ankle. Uh, Bobby Massey's actually off the injury report, which is good as far as the O-line goes. Uh, Trubisky with 11 passing touchdowns in his last four uh, his last four or five games, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I'm going to say I think he can keep it up. I like to see him run the ball last week. You know, that's something that we saw in 2018 and we haven't seen much in 2019. And it was really refreshing to see that last week. But heading into another segue, I know Jalen, uh, or Nick, excuse me, you, you mentioned the Green Bay defense being a little bit different. If we go back to week one, we saw Mike Davis get six car- or five carries and David Montgomery only gets six. Do you expect the Bears to establish more of a run game in a game that you would expect to be ground and pound due to the weather? 
Yeah, so in this one, you would expect David Montgomery to be a lot more involved than he was in that first meeting that they had against the Packers. And you got to really look up front for the Bears in that offensive line. I think they've been playing better along with Mitch, and that's why you've seen the production on offense also go up. But you have to think that Matt Nagy is going to like the matchup between David, uh, David Montgomery and Blake Martinez. Martinez is a good downhill run stopper, but when he goes in pass coverage, that's where the liabilities and you can see the weaknesses in his game. So a guy like David Montgomery, who hasn't been you know as involved in the passing game, this might be a good opportunity for him alongside Tree Cohen to really take advantage of what the what the Green Bay Packers don't really have at that inside linebacker position. Absolutely, Jalen. What do you expect uh, out of Montgomery in this game uh, after a pretty lousy Week One? not only for him, but as far as the entire run game goes. Now, I don't know how long this was ago, but um, it was a stat like uh, um, every game that David Montgomery gets over 20 carries, we were like undefeated in. Now, I don't know how like true that is now, but um, Dave, once, once David gets the ball gets the ball, and, you know, in an eye formation, I feel like he's, not, he's like, he's a very hard person to take down. And like, like Nicholas said, this Green Bay Patriots defense is not that good. So if we can get David going in this, you know, in this cold game in Green Bay, then um, maybe we can push us to a W. Absolutely. Uh, looking at Montgomery's stats on the season, 192 carries. Uh, never would have thought that during Week One that he would end up with this many carries, uh, more carries than Aaron Jones has. One big name we're looking at that's returning this week: Akeem Hicks. Um, with Roquan going down with the torn pec, Nick, how much of an effect do you think he'll have on this game coming back as far as run stopping goes? Yeah, I mean, Akeem Hicks coming back to his Bears defense, he's the, really the emotional leader on that side of the ball. I know you have Khalil Mack, and um, you have some good guys on that on that defense, but Akeem Hicks is really the center point. And just having him back and being a run stopper that he is, alongside Eddie Goldman, that makes Eddie Goldman better. Khalil Mack can't really get doubled as much, even though Akeem Hicks is coming off an injury. And you also got to factor in maybe Leonard Floyd actually has a better game because of the presence Akeem Hicks has. And look, Leonard Floyd, for some reason, loves to play well against the Packers. For real? Seven and a half yeah. sacks. So he's a guy that can really do damage against the Packers, but it all helps if you have an Akeem Hicks at the center point. So I think that's a big addition to his Bears defense. We'll see if he's conditioned in this game. I Obviously, that's going to be a huge factor, but I think it's a big addition for this Bears defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see uh, you see Roquan go down. I like seeing guys like Nick Kwiatkowski step up, you know, with Trevathan, uh, him aging and nearing the end of his contract. That's going to be an interesting uh, situation to address at the end of the offseason. But I think Hicks coming back is going to be huge. I hate to say Aaron Jones is overrated, but I've said it the entire year. I think Aaron Jones is overrated. But, uh, Jalen, I'd like to hear your thoughts about uh, Hicks coming back this week. Um, I, this is definitely going to be a big boost to to our defense. Um, our run game hasn't been the same without him, and plus it will take extra pressure off Khalil Mack. Um, Khalil Mack only has like seven and a half sacks this season, mainly because Akeem Hicks hasn't been playing, and so the only person that we really have to focus on the D line or in the front seven was um, Khalil. So he's been getting like triple team. So hopefully, with Akeem coming back, you know that'll take extra pressure off him, so he can start getting his sacks back up. Absolutely. Um. We've talked about mostly everything so far, and before we jump into offseason talk, because I want to do that a little bit since we have Nick on here, I want to get your guys' score predictions. Uh, Jalen, I'll start with you, uh, your prediction for this game. Five degrees at kickoff is how it's supposed to feel. 
kind of just put me on the spot right there, but um, I'm a, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game just because of the weather. I think it's like going to be like four degrees in Green Bay. Um, I'm going to say 20-17 Bears. Okay. I'm gonna go by Bears. I'm gonna go Bears by three as well, but by an even lower score. Um, I don't, I don't know if I want to say that it's gonna be on a Pinero field goal with no time remaining because I don't know how I feel about Pinero. But I, I feel like if we held them to ten points in the season opener, we can do something similar to that as well. I talked about it in the episode earlier this week. The defense obviously isn't nearly as healthy. Uh, we've seen issues this year with Devontae Adams being hurt throughout the year. He's also questionable for this game. And he's having a little bit of a down year. He's only got three touchdowns on 56 receptions, which is which is worse than Allen Robinson's doing, if that says anything, with uh, with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to go a low-scoring game. I'm going to go 17-14 to 14 Bears. Nick, okay, I have it a little bit higher for this one. <laughs> I just wrapped up our preview podcast not too long ago. I said 24-20 Bears. I think with this one, you're going to see some some shots downfield from both teams. I think now having uh, – look, both of them are completely different teams than we saw week one, and we all know that was a very, very low-scoring game. So they kind of flipped the script in this, this second meeting, but the Bears need to win, you guys. If they lose one game mathematically, I guess they're not out of the yeah. playoffs, but realistically they are. So this is a must-win for the Chicago Bears to keep their season alive and to – Build off a nice little run that they have going towards the end of the season. So 24, 20 Bears. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I always have trouble saying that the Bears are going to win at Lambeau. It's it's hard to, to think that. Yeah. I mean, like the most recent win at Lambeau, I think, was what? Josh McCown is quarterback when when Rodgers got hurt? When, I think I, that sounds about right. Yeah. It was Jay Cutler. It was, uh, oh, Thanksgiving. It was, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Cutler. Yep. Yeah. You're right. But uh, not many of those. Uh, Come, come, and uh, yeah, Nick, I want to pick your mind a little bit on the offseason. I will say, I think I read that if the Bears lose and either the Rams or the Vikings win, we are mathematically eliminated. Um, One more question before we get into the whole offseason stuff. If the Bears can win this game, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to start with something simpler. Do you think that the Cowboys can beat the Rams at home with how they're playing right now? Oh, man, the Cowboys <laughs> look. They looked awful against, you know, the Bears just last Thursday, and I really have no confidence in that. That team looked defeated by, I think, midway through the third quarter in Chicago, and that was a team leading the NFC East. They were division leaders, but they looked like they had given up during the game. So, And the Rams, they have just had a just a resurgence on offense or playing some good defensive football. I realistically have no confidence in the Cowboys, but we all have to be Cowboys fans this week just because we can't have the Rams win any more games. But, yeah, I honestly don't have much confidence that they're going to pull this one out against, um, yeah, the Cowboys. Absolutely. And uh, the Chargers are coming in to play Minnesota, and they're on a tear. They had a really good game last week, so they might be able to help us because we need Minnesota to lose once. For me personally, I'm not sure what I think of the Cowboys either, but it seems like at home uh, against a good team, and they need to trend upwards to win that division. Uh, Philadelphia is still a, a tough team, even though we saw them almost lose to Eli Manning in what could be one of his last games ever on Monday night. Uh, I think it's a game where they have to get back on track, and I think they can actually do that. So that should be an interesting game to watch. But, uh, or actually, Jalen, I'd like to hear your thoughts first. Do you think the Cowboys can pull that one off? Now, before I talk about the Cowboys, I want to just tell you how disappointed I am in the Seahawks. Like, you're, you're, you're coming mm-hmm. off, you know, considered one of the best teams in the 
in the NFC and then you lose to the Rams. But that that completely shocked me. But like like um like like both of you guys said, I don't really believe in the, in the Cowboys beating the Rams. The Rams just be one of the best teams in the NFC right now. Um, completely dominated them too. Um, but if hope, hopefully I'm praying that they'll, somehow they can blow out a win. But I'm not very confident in them to be honest. Absolutely. Uh, one more question, I promise, before we get to the offseason stuff. If the Bears do win this game, and if the Cowboys can pull off a win, Nick, do you think that this whole thing becomes very serious, that we can make the playoffs? You know what? I think the Bears beating Green Bay in Lambeau Field and seeing that they did get a little help this week, imagine the confidence going the rest of the season, having a Sunday night game against the Kansas State Chiefs, and playing the Minnesota Vikings a week later, a team that you beat with your backup quarterback, realistically, I think this could be the win that kind of just puts all confidence into the Bears' favor, moving them forward to kind of really win out when they need to do that. But I think if you win in Green Bay, that's going to do a lot of good things for this Bears team confidence-wise, especially if Mitch Trubisky has a good game. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be going to that game. Uh, let's hope it doesn't get flexed out. I know you'll be there too, Nick, I'm pretty sure, because you guys are doing that giveaway. Um, that's going to be an interesting one, man. I, I really hope it, whatever, I'm pretty sure the reason that they gave it, because they moved it from a 12-day exception to a 6-day exception to flex it down. And the one that they're looking to move up, I think, is Titan Saints. And um, yeah. that should be an interesting one. I actually, I got a buddy who's a really big Titans fan. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's looking like a different quarterback, but I'm pretty sure that they're going to flex that down if the Bears lose. Obviously, if they win, there will still be playoff implications on the line for the Bears, so that should be interesting. Uh, heading into the offseason, Nick, Jalen, and I have discussed this the, the entire offseason, and we have opposing views on this, so I want to hear your thoughts on it. What do you think the Bears do at the quarterback position moving forward? I know three games can do a lot. Do you think we draft someone? Do you think we... Bring in veteran competition. Uh, I know Cam Newton, someone that has has said that he would be open to playing in Chicago. And there's also a lot of in, interesting targets: Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, even guys in the draft, uh, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason. There's some interesting guys to look at. But what do you think moving forward? And do you think that can change depending on how Mitch plays to end this season off? You know, it's a really interesting question. And you know, after this season concludes, whether the Bears make the playoffs. That's going to be the focal point. What are the Bears doing at quarterback? I think, honestly, regardless of how Mitch does these last three games, you're going to see him in a Bears uniform and presumably going to be the starter for the 2020 season. That's just how I feel this situation is going to play out. I know that, obviously, he's had really his ups and downs. He's fluctuated in play. But they have so much invested in Mitch Trubisky right now. Really, this team has been built around him that I think – going into the next season and not giving him another opportunity, I think it's just not what the Bears ultimately would want to do. I think they do bring in some kind of competition. I think with Chase Daniel being on his last year of his deal, you're going to see not a guy that's just simply a replacement, realistically a guy that is maybe a borderline uh, starter in this league that could give Mitch a run for his money if he does you know, play badly down the stretch of these games. But if he plays well, he's the one. He's the reason why the Bears maybe win two or three or three of three, and maybe gives them a chance to go to the playoffs. You would think that still the Bears are going to bring somebody else at quarterback just to have, just in case, because you can't have this inconsistency at the most important position 
on a football team. But regardless of how it plays out, I think Mitch will be the starter in 2020. Yeah, who are some of the guys you like? I know I know someone that at least I think is becoming more realistic for me, uh, and Jalen and I have also talked about this in the past, is Mariota, you know, with the connection with Helfrich. That seems like an interesting one, but seeing how he's played at the beginning of this season, I don't know what I think about that. My views have kind of changed on him. Who do you think is a realistic option if we do decide to bring in some sort of veteran? Yeah, so just kind of looking at some of the guys that will be free agents and available in the offseason, I, look, I think Teddy Bridgewater would be a good option, just probably too expensive for the Bears at this point and what their cap's going to probably look like in 2020. But it does make the most sense to try and see what Marcus Mariota has left in the tank. Because, again, there is that familiarity like you mentioned, and it wouldn't be a huge change schematically or having to teach Marcus Mariota a completely different offense. He's been in something somewhat similar and you might as well see. He was obviously a former first-round pick, and you want to see if there is actually anything there. A change of scenery can maybe do wonders for him. But I think that would be the most realistic option in terms of free agents. I haven't really done too much homework in terms of draft status. Obviously, the Bears don't have that first-round pick. But Jake Fromm has been a huge name that I think a lot of Bears fans like and are probably looking at. Jalen Hurts as well. But again, I haven't done my homework on these guys to really give you a definitive answer in terms of the draft, but I would think Marcus Mariota makes the most sense. Absolutely. Jalen, uh, I know you have your strong views on, on Trubisky, but I want to hear uh, your thoughts on who possibly is someone we could bring in this offseason, if if that need be. Are you talking about like free agency-wise or draft-wise as well? Whatever you think. Either way. Uh, why Chris, you know me. You know, I don't, you know, <laughs> I feel like Mitch is our starting quarterback. But if we had, you know, maybe to look on, I, and it, I, would, I would go with Jalen Hurts. Um, now, I don't really think Pace would draft a quarterback in the second round, considering we have other needs in, like, offensive linemen and maybe safety. But that would be some definitely somebody I would definitely look at. For agency-wise, um, I I really don't know, to be honest. Mariota, that now, that wouldn't be a bad option, considering, you know, related to um, Mark Helfrich, but... Other than that, you know, I, I really, I really don't see anybody who can like possibly come in and you know, you Change know, get a run for money yep. that's cheap. Other than Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people online are saying you got to bring in a veteran, but I think looking at looking at Pace and Nagy, I think it would be fair to give them an option to work with a non-Trubisky quarterback if they did decide to do that. Obviously, we probably all think that they aren't going to do that at this point with how Trubisky's playing. But uh, that would be interesting to look at. One more thing I want to touch on before I let you go, Nick, is some guys that you think might get cut in the offseason. Um, and there's obviously some needs. You know, Taylor Gabriel's cap hit almost doubles next offseason. We've seen how Prince of Mukamara has been playing. Another one to think about, and I don't think this is too realistic at this point still, is Leonard Floyd. Who do you think are some players that we could move on from this offseason? We see how Kwiatkowski's playing as well, with Trevathan's contract being up. What do you think, uh, who are some familiar faces that we could not see in 2020? Yeah, so I think uh, on the offensive line, you've got to expect how Long is not going to be a part of this team anymore. Obviously being IR'd early in the season, he's probably going to be gone. Danny Trevathan's a very realistic option just because the Bears are probably not going to give him the contract that he's looking for. They probably think that he deserves. I know he's been 
injured throughout his Bears career, but he is still a pretty good player. So that's another guy on the defensive side. You mentioned Prince. I think with him, he's had a lot more ups and downs this season than he had in 2018. So, And the Bears would probably would like to get younger at that position. Prince is really, when you look at the entire defense, the liability at that outside corner position where teams have kind of targeted him in games because you know you can get positive yardage at that position. So those are some guys. Taylor Gabriel's a realistic option just because the Bears do have some young wide receivers, and if you don't have Taylor Gabriel there, you can give Riley Ridley more reps. You can give a Javon Wims more reps. I know, obviously, Wims had that injury against the Cowboys, but those are some of the bigger kind of positions now that you're looking at where there is going to be some fluctuation. Also, Hawkland Dix is on a one-year deal. And I, the way he's been playing, I think he will earn himself a contract and more money somewhere else. Absolutely. One more that I would like to ask you about is uh, Kevin Tolliver. You know, you talked about moving younger at the cornerback position. That's an interesting one. I think he played a very good all-around game last week against Dallas. On Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, a lot of those guys throughout the game. What do you think about him? You know, I think he played a very good game, except for that one incredible throw by Dak in garbage time to Amari Cooper in the end zone. That maybe could have been picked off, but uh, what do you think about him moving forward? I know Jalen's a big fan of his. What are your thoughts on Tolliver? Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> you know, Tolliver being that undrafted free agent that the Bears picked up at LSU, I think that he did have a pretty good game against Dallas. They were coming in the number one passing offense, but – you wouldn't know it because of got, the guys on the outside did a pretty good job containing him. And Tolliver, I mean, when you see the, the pass that he did give up, one, Dak had so much time in the pocket that regardless of the cornerback, that ball is probably going to be completed. And the one touchdown, I mean, to be honest, that's a great throw by Dak Prescott. And Kevin Tolliver is still a pretty good position. But we've seen him come in and fill in when Prince Mukamara was injured even last season. I think it was against... The, the Cardinals early on in the 2018 season where Tolliver had to play some meaningful reps. Yes, they did target him, but, you know, I think just having some veteran guys in front of him, like, a, you know, Kyle Fuller, an all-pro corner, you could see that Tolliver is showing some progression in his game. So I think, yes, maybe that will definitely be an option moving forward for the Bears, but I would definitely also expect them to bring in some other guys, maybe draft picks. Um, they do have some second-rounders there that they could possibly use. But, yeah, I would expect Tolliver to at least be competing for a position if it does become available next season. Absolutely. I got two more questions for you, and I'm going to bring Jalen in on this one. You know, a position that we struggle with the entire year, it's been up in the air the entire time, has been the tight end position. You know, Trey Burton, his whole situation is one of the most mysterious in the NFL, I think. And we've seen Jesper Horstead come in and do some good things. We've seen Ben Broniker come in and do some good things. So, Jalen, I'm going to pass it to you. Do you think we make some sort of change at tight end? I know that's a position where a lot of people want change. Um, I definitely feel like we're, you know, we're going to come in and dress the tight end position. Um, I was a big fan of Adam Shaheen for his, um, oops, for his first couple years. Um, he definitely disappointed me this season, you know, um, and, and last season as well, you know, coming into his, Second year last year, I definitely felt like he, he could have took a step, but um, the, the injuries have definitely just killed him. Um, Trey Burton, like I don't, I don't know exactly what happened with him. His situation is definitely, um, you know, interesting. Now, a guy I'm a fan of is Jesper Horstead. Um, I feel like he can, you know, with a little more development, um, you know, 
realizing that this is his first year at tight end, that he, he could definitely be a, a you know a weapon for us. Um, but I I you know, I definitely uh, feel like Pace is definitely going to drop the tight end in the draft. Um, rather it's you know in the second round or in one of the later round, I definitely feel like he's going to address that position. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. That's that's an interesting situation. I like Horsted a lot. Trey Burton, I, I really don't know what's going on with him, but Nick, I want to hear your thoughts on the tight end position. Yeah, it's really a mystery with the tight end position. This is such an important position in Matt Nagy's offense, but he just hasn't had you know the guys that he would have liked. Theoretically, they were supposed to be Adam Shaheen and Trey Burton. And I think Trey Burton probably will be on this team next year. I think his contract uh, just kind of favors him a little bit to be on this team. It, it doesn't. It's, I guess it just is not worth cutting him because you just don't know what you have in a Trey Burton. He had a good first season. The injury happens. He's never able to recover. Then he has this 2019 season. So I think he will be back, and you're going to have some of these young guys again looking for those opportunities. Look, a J.P. Holt started off this season realistically as a fullback, and now he's catching passes and led the team last week in Dallas in reception yards. So good for him that he's making the most out of his opportunity, but – you got to think that Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, are looking at the tight end position and wanting to address it. We all know that they could have drafted George Kittle instead of an Adam Shaheen. That's out of the way. But you just imagine what a guy like that could do in this offense, just kind of open things up for Mitch Trubisky. But they're definitely going to look for somebody to replace those guys. Absolutely. And uh, it hurts bringing up Kittle, man. I know we're both Hawkeye <laughs> fans. That's a tough one. But it was great to see him play well against the Saints. Nick, I'm going to put you on the spot one more time. Playoffs, yes or no, go. <laughs> you know what? I think the Bears win out. I think they win oh. out and get these last three victories, but they're just not going to get the help they need. Okay. I think that's I... just how the season's going to go. So it's still, it ends, you know, bittersweet. We see Mitch Trubisky play like we all anticipated him playing in 2019, but then he just needed just some help, and I don't know if the Bears are going to realistically get that. It really relies on Dallas and you know the Minnesota Vikings really losing the game, but I don't know if they get it, but I think the Bears will win out. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy thinking that it could come down to uh, us needing a win from the Arizona Cardinals Week 17 against the Rams to get in. It should be interesting to see how it plays out, and I said earlier in the, in the last week, I actually said, I'm going to take it game by game, let's see how it goes, and I said anything 9-7 or better is, uh, is in our favor, and we know if we tie up a couple things, we could win those games against the Raiders. We could even probably beat the Saints, you know, the Rams, and the Chargers too. Um, it, it's disappointing. Jalen, I want to hear your thoughts on this last question. Do you think we make the playoffs, yes or no? Chris, you know I'm, I'm very optimistic about this Bears team. Um, <laughs> I don't blame I, you. I agree with Nick. We're going to run the table. But um, I don't think we're going to get the help that we needed as well. Um, the Vikings beating Lions uh, last week and the Rams also winning that definitely, you know, made the chances even slimmer than what they already were. Um, so I feel like we'd go 10-6, but, you know, we just missed out the playoffs on a couple games. Absolutely, and I don't think I'd be too mad at that. But thank you very much, Nick, for coming on. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. Go check out the Chicago Audible guys, and I'll put a link to their channel as well as all of Nick's social media down in the description. That is pretty much it for me, though. If you would like to follow the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, you can do that at Bear Down. And if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor so we can get Nick on and stuff like that more, uh, do me a favor and subscribe or follow wherever you are listening, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Uh, trending towards 500 subscribers on YouTube. That is the next goal. That'll pretty much do it for me, though, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I say it every week.
continue to be positive. The team is trending upwards. A huge game this week at Green Bay. Should be interesting to see how that one plays out. Thank you for listening, and good night, Chicago. Bear down. Peace. Boom.